humans must be here somewhere. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lugged Off Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the Mitchells versus the Machines. The Mitchells versus the Machines is a 2021 American computer animated science fiction comedy film produced by Sony Pictures Animation, according to Wikipedia. Um, the film was directed by Mike Rianda. It's his uh, directorial debut, uh, written by uh, Jeff Rowe and uh, Rianda, produced by Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Kirk uh, Abrix. I believe that these are, are did Phil and Phil and Lord Miller did they um were they the Spider Verse creators were they the directors in that Let me see. They did uh yeah they were, sorry they were not the directors but they, Phil Lord was the writer. I actually don't know who did the Spider Verse uh direction Bob Perchetti Pete, Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman did the uh, direction of the sp into the spider first. But anyways, back to Michelle's versus the machines. Michelle's. The Mitchells versus the machines. This movie follows a dysfunctional family that winds up having to save Earth from a robot uprising while on a road trip. This is voiced... Uh, this movie has the voices of Danny McBride, Abby Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, Mike Rionda, the director, uh... Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman, and a list of other high-profile celebrity names that are more or less cameos throughout the uh, movie. I'll let y'all discover the rest of those. Music by Mark uh, Mothers Mothersball. I haven't seen, heard of this guy before. Mark Mothersball. Um, interesting last name. And uh, yeah, it was distributed on Netflix for. Uh, about a budget. It says approximately between fifty and a hundred million, so we're going to average around seventy-five million. Uh, originally, this movie was called Connected. A lot of people have talked about how weak of a title the um, the name Connected is, and I can't really deny that. Uh, Netflix wanted to go with uh, what the director actually wanted to go with: the Mitchells versus the Machines. So, um, yeah, originally it was supposed to be. Released last year in 2020, but because of COVID, everyone knows everything was pushed on streaming. And now we're just now kind of going back open into the reopen phase. But this is one of the movies that uh, ultimately landed up on streaming. And I think for the better, I think family movies are probably going to do bang, gang, gang buster numbers on streaming services, mostly because... If you look at the repetition of kids and how they consume media, they like to find a movie, watch that movie a thousand times. I did the same thing as a child. I watched a uh, Shrek, I think, I don't know, 20 times in a hotel when I was in there. I just had no idea that, um, you know, press and pay now was not replay, you know? So, um, uh, if you have a movie that is, uh, if a movie is loved by a child, you know, you might as well go ahead and have it on the streaming service. So I think having Mitchell's vs. the Machines on Netflix for the intermediate time uh, is probably the best case, ex especially for bigger families that want, you know, two hours of something to keep, keep their family uh, entertained with. 
that's good for the whole family. I want to be up front, I don't want to be blunt, that I think this movie is going to be very successful with the stylistic choices. Some of the writing is generic and funny enough that I think the majority of the family is going to enjoy it. It's not good enough that I want to re-watch it, though, and I think that's where the critical eye comes in. So, um, before I get into the plot uh, heavy, let me um, let me talk about some of the pros, some of the cons. <clears throat> so, the overall pros of this uh, movie, what do I like about it? What do I like about it? I like... I think all of the individual aspects of this movie all work. I think the uh, the stylistic flair, I think the overarching um, narrative of them trying to become closer as a family should work, but it's when it is tied into the science fiction robot uprising plot that kind of jumps the shark for me in a way. And so <clears throat> the um my my biggest criticism of this movie here I, I have a comment I left on someone's uh someone's post. So uh yeah, I said the the biggest problem for me was that there are these massive leaps in logic. And a lot of it feels like there's small conversations that they could have avoided having something really big and bad happen. It's kind of the sitcom aspect of it. It's like, you know, uh, dad and daughter don't want to talk, so something inevitably ends up happening. And then the beans get spilled in the third act, and they're like, I can't believe you did this, and, you know, I can't believe you did that. And then it's it kind of feels a little bit more written to the cue of a TV sitcom. And that's actually what I was kind of gearing at with the writing. Some of the writing of this movie is um, is focused, is generally focused around families being involved and consumed in their consumer products and in their technology specifically way too much over to the point where it's uh, uh, superseding family time. And I can totally see that. I see how that can work. I can see how that can be fun. And it's kind of ironic that we're using a piece of technology to grab the family anyway, to um, to uh, to to be connected. It's it's ironic that they don't want to point the finger at. Well, I mean, when we're on Netflix, we're technically watching screens too. We're not, you know, we're not connecting when we're watching the the movie about connectedness. You know, when we're watching Mitchells versus the Machines and the whole. Uh, the whole spiel is don't watch your screens too much and, uh, you know, be nice to your family and, uh, you, you know, have respect for one another, that kind of thing. All this family matters kind of stuff. But ultimately, we're watching a screen to tell us how this is supposed to be. So I, I do find the irony in that kind of funny. But anyways, um, my biggest problem with uh, this movie was that it felt a, very much in the realm of um, set up joke, set up joke, set up joke, set up cutaway joke, set up cutaway joke, set up leapologic joke, and uh, occasional sprinkled in of these uh, really sentimental um, 
family pieces of uh, writing, you know, it's like, can't we all just get together and do something, you know, kumbaya kind of thing, and um, I think that the film is not quite strong enough from the writing perspective when it comes to interweaving why this antagonist is uh is is using these machines for this robot takeover um without going into too many spoilers I'm, i'm i'm this is all in the trailers from what i can tell um so i don't believe any of this is spoilers at this moment but i i do gotta say that this whole subplot of the science fiction realm does not seem to fit in correlation with how it means to be quote unquote connected. And I think that's my biggest problem is that uh, the antagonist has almost nothing to do with any of the core values of what our, um, uh, our main character Katie is going through. So um, yeah, the overall, my biggest problem in this movie was the leaps of logic uh, the technology seemed very plausible for a while, and then at certain points, it just became, um, you know, slap, slap something on it, and it becomes smart. You know, that's not exactly how things work. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to go too much more into spoilers without uh, jumping into uh, the spoiler section. So, thank you for listening, watching Lucky Doll Podcast. Yes, I would recommend this movie. It's about a 7 out of 10. It's not perfect. It made me laugh. It's a little long. Could use a little editing. Um, Voices, loved them. Style, loved it. I would watch another movie in this universe because I still feel like this is a really good uh, punch in the right direction. Um, There's things that pop up in the screen throughout the entire movie that feel so random. I almost felt like it was from a different mind that was happening. So I... I did have a, a couple quibbles with it. I did have some good things to say about it. There's kind of a mixed bag. Overall, it's going to work for the family is what I'm going to say. Um, I don't think it's going to get very deep in it, but um, I am seeing some people say this is one of the best animations of the year, and I, I don't deny it, but then again, I don't think that there's a lot of competition at this point. So let's talk about the plot for anyone that wants to listen to the spoiler section of Mitchell's versus the Machines. Please join patreon.com slash podcast and you'll get this review early. We have three different tiers. We have the $1 tier, $2 tier, and $5 tier. Um, you join the $2 tier and you will already be listening to this podcast early. You could have listened to this essentially as I dropped it. There's a bit of a delay when I um, podcast and uh, produce it and everything. So the uh, Patreon members always will get it first and early. Um, so be sure to check out patreon.com slash podcast, and you'll be able to get this full review. Um, be sure to check out YouTube, get it live on Twitch, go to SoundCloud, get it mastered. You already know Instagram. We're always posting crazy photos and stuff like that. I might show some of my favorite screenshots of, of the movie. Cause I do think this is a very visually rich, um, film. I think that Sony pictures animations has started to really, um, craft and hone on, hone on to their own style, and it's I, I kind of like this uh, splash page. Uh, I don't really know how to this animation. I guess is is what I would say that I'm seeing in a lot of it. It's like it feels like a combination of like two D, three D a little bit. 
So, um, yeah, thank you for listening, watching Look It All Podcast. Let's jump into the spoiler section. Here's the plot, according to Wikipedia. Katie Mitchell is a quirky, aspiring, uh, aspiring filmmaker in Kentwood, Michigan, who often clashes with her uh, nature-obsessed and technophobe father, Rick, and has recently been accepted into film school in California. Uh, the evening before Katie leaves, Rick accidentally breaks her laptop over fighting over Rick watching one of Katie's previous short films and Katie wanting it back. Disappointing as they cancel... Sorry. <clears throat> previous short films and Katie wanting it back. Disappointing her as they drift apart um, Rick decides to cancel, cancel, I can't talk this morning, Rick decides to cancel Katie's flight and instead take her along with her mother, Linda, younger brother, and family dog, Monchi, on a cross-country road trip to her college as one last bonding experience. So it kind of feels like they took the plot of like, uh, National Lampoon's like, uh, Family Vacation or Vegas, Vegas, not Vegas Vacation, but, uh. Which one's the one of the National Lampoon vacations when they're going across the tour across the um, touring across America. And I thought there was going to be a lot more of that road trip experience. To be honest, I feel like this movie. Mitchells have always been weird, and that's what makes us great. Hold on a second. What's a Furby? 